Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. We thank you, Father, for blessing us. And Father, we it's early this morning, of course, naturally, and uh, we are. Some of us are still tired. Some of us didn't get enough rest last night. So, but I pray, Father, that you would fill us with your Spirit, and that your Spirit will make all the difference. We trust that He will. He will make all the difference. And that uh, we pray, Father, in this moment, as we meet with you this, mor- this, this morning, that you would speak to us, that you would tell us those things, Father, which we must do this day in order to truly glorify you, to put you first in everything that we do. We trust that you will, we trust that, that you will, because you love us, you are faithful to us, and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Today, we'll be reading from uh, the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, uh, we'll be looking at chapter 4. I want to invite you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. We'll be looking at verses 17 through 19. And we'll be talking about Living, living as children, children of the light. Now remember, uh, Ephesians, it is believed by most scholars, and I'm one of those who believe that this is a letter, and it was written by Paul. And over in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, Paul writes, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, and the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality, sensuality, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. Now, I want you to notice here. First of all, Paul is telling us something. And we need to Understand what he's telling us. Not only is Paul telling us something, he's insisting on telling us something that we must do. So this is urgent. This is very important. And notice that he tells us Notice in verse 17, verse 1, I mean, um, sorry, in verse 17, notice what he tells us. He said, I'll tell you this. And then he goes on, he says, I insist on it, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles. Now, let's focus in on the word Gentiles. That word I discovered is a translation of the Greek word ethnos. Ta ethne, 
the Gentiles or the nations. Now, I began to ask myself questions. Why did our version, our Bible versions, which is in this case is the New International Version, why did it translate it as Gentile and why not nation? Because there are some versions that translate the same Greek word into the into the word um, nations. And it, it could do that. It's, 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 that's within the, the meaning of ethnos, the Greek word ethnos. But NIV and other versions, and most versions, translate it as Gentiles. And I've discovered that in this book, especially in Ephesians, Paul is speaking, first of all, not only to the Jews who were newly converted, but he's also speaking especially to those who were not Jews specifically, but yet converted. And so that would be speaking to us, especially today. And the reason why I believe it is Gentiles is the, the, the best translation, the best interpretation, is because over in Ephesians chapter 2, which I'd like to take you over to, and let us, uh, I'll read there, read together. It says in verse 11, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who, are, who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separated from Christ. At what time were you separated from Christ? That is, before you became Christians. Before you became Christians, you were separated from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once Far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. This is the good news. This is the gospel right here. This is what we need to understand each day how we're to live. We're to live a life that signifies our newness in Jesus Christ. And so that newness, the newness in Jesus Christ. Where did it come from? Well, I'm here to tell you, it came from God. God has made us new. He has made us new. And now, how has he made us new? I'm going to tell you how he made us new. First of all, he has made us new, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. He has made us new by adopting us as his children. And making us his own. We no longer belong to ourselves. Just to ourselves. We belong to God. Not only that. He has joined us with the Jews. That is the children of the promise. The eternal promise. Beginning with Abraham. Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, 
So now I'm going back to the Old Testament. All those who have gone before us, now we are joined with them and we are part of that promise. The same promise that he gave to Abraham now belongs to us. Even though we weren't, we were not naturally born Jews, God has joined us. He has made us co-heirs with the Jews. Co-heirs with Jesus. Remember, Jesus is a Jew. And when Jesus came in his first advent, he didn't stop being a Jew. He was born a Jew and he continued to be a Jew the whole time that he lived here in this world. And he lived a life that was reflective of his his relationship with God, the father. That is the son of God. By faith. And we too, by faith, must live our lives as adopted children with Jesus Christ, joined with Jesus Christ. God has not only joined us with the Jews, he has joined us with Jesus Christ, naturally because he is a Jew, and naturally because he is the first fruit of a new creation. We are a new creation. We are the children of the light. And remember, Jesus says, I am the light. And that's what that's why I, 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 you know, I'm saying I'm talking this way. I'm talking this way that we are children of the light because we have been adopted by God. We are co-heirs with the Jews. Notice that. Not only that, we are brothers with Jesus Christ. And so each day we are to live our lives differently than those who are not adopted. Differently than those who are outside of this grace, the grace of God. Those who are not or who do not believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Do you guys understand what I'm saying here? You got to get this. Paul is insisting on it and I am insisting on it. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. That is those who are not Jews. Those who are not believers. You must live your life in a way that you begin to think like children of God. You must begin to live your life in a way and you must think like Jesus. And you must think how like Jesus. When I say you think you must think like Jesus, Jesus When he lived in this earth, he was all about doing what the father told him to do, to obey the father. That's why continually, by faith, being led by the Holy Spirit, like we too, we must do. He continued to insist on that not my will be done, but your will be done, Lord God, Father in heaven. Your will be be done in this earth as it is in heaven. And so he was about doing what the Father told him to do. And we too, we must do what he tells us to do. The people of this world, 
I'm not talking about the people of this world. I'm talking about those who are not adopted by God. I'm talking about those who do not believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are darkened in their understanding. And they are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Now, what does it mean, hardening of their hearts? I'm talking about they do not believe because their hearts have not been transformed. It has not been changed. And so, they all, but they're only doing what they were born to do. It's sad in that sense when you think about it. And that's why even more importantly, we have to be um, serious about the business of doing what God wants us to do. Because in that sense, we are ambassadors of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In that sense, we have a greater responsibility because we need to live our lives in a way that is exemplary of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So in the same way that Jesus lived his life, we need to live too to show the world that, first of all, we all are sinners. The Bible has made that clear. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I am convinced that that is the judgment of God. It is a sign of the judgment of God because we are all sinners. Every day. When I read the Bible and I gaze into the depths of the revelation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'm convinced that, you know what, I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God. And I must repent. That goes for all of us. And begin to live right before God. To begin to live a life. That is unlike the Gentile, that is unlike those who do not believe. Those who are lost. They have lost all sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. It's a shame that we live in a day and time that right is wrong. And wrong is right. It's a shame that we live in a day and time where it's okay to engage in all sorts of acts of sexual immorality. Begging you, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not be this way. We must be different. We must say no to same-sex marriage. We must say no to fornication. And all sorts of other acts, shameless acts, behind, that happens behind closed doors. We must say no. And say yes to Jesus. Yes to our calling. Yes to our Father. Not my will be done, but your will be done, Lord God. No to pornography. That's hard, soft, whatever you want to call it. 
must not excite ourselves of all these images that goes on. These idols. Idol, I call it idol worshiping. That goes for people as well. We, we lift these people up as if they're gods. And we idolize them. We admire them. To a point where we, we dress like them. We, we act like them. We think like them. That's all we talk about. Our whole conversation is about, about what he, he did, she did, and what they did, and what they are doing. Instead of about what God is doing. Are you with me? I hope you are. Because if you're not, I pray that you would. Jesus, he came and he died. Not only for our sins, but he came to give us life. New life. Abundant life. So that we can live as children of the light. He delivered us, not only from our sin, but he delivered us from our sinful behavior. That's what I'm talking about, people. Are you with me? He has delivered us so that we can live a new life. A life that is pleasing unto God. A life that bears the fruits of the Holy Spirit. A life that, trust me, trust me, I've been in this situation a dozen times. People will begin to look at you and examine you, and trust me, they will begin, and I'm not saying everyone, but there will be people that will begin to begin, begin, and they will be attracted to you because of your lifestyle, because of the way you live. That is different than the rest of everyone else. They're going to be like, wow, you, there's something about you, you are different. You know, here I am, I'm talking about all these things, and you're looking at me like I'm... It's sad. You're concerned about me. Why, why are you concerned about me? Everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is involved in sexual immorality and doing all sorts of things that, that clearly, you know, these things are fun. But you, you consider them not fun. Why is that? Why, why is it that you don't curse? Why is it that you don't say things mean and hurtful things about, and why you don't laugh at the mean and hurtful things that we, we, we say about other people? What is, why are you like this? But you tell them, well, it's because of Jesus. And trust me, they're going to want to know this Jesus. And they're going to even, if they're, if God wills, especially, and God is merciful, they're gonna they're gonna want to know this God. They want to know. They want to know Jesus. They want to know why you are so different. They want to be like you. You have to be the leader. That's why I want to encourage you, children, especially. Don't let your friends choose you. You choose your friends. You be the leader. You're the leader. And trust me, they will follow. The sheep, they know the shepherd. The chief shepherd is Jesus Christ. Now I know I'm going over time, but I just have to 
I hope that you understand this. My heart for you is that you will live a life as children of the light. Remember, you were, you were one time like the world, like the Gentiles by birth, but now you are different. And one time you were separated with Christ, um, separated from Christ, but now you are with Christ. You have been joined with Christ, and you belong to Christ. You belong to Jesus. You were once far away. But now you have been, God has brought you near through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, the blood of Jesus Christ. It cleanses us from all our sin. It delivers us from our sinful behavior. It reconciles us unto God. Lord God, thank you. Have mercy on us all. In Jesus' name, with heads bowed and eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you. Since your spirit in here this morning. Thank you. Bless you. May we be led by your spirit. Your spirit for the rest of the day. In Jesus name. Amen.